You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The power of Christ rests on thee is the title of this devotion. To get into this kind of a lifestyle, and I call it that on purpose because I do believe it's not just life we receive inwardly, but life we live and express outwardly. You see, God always does everything inwardly to bring forth things outwardly. He comes in by His Spirit and clothes us on the outside with His nature and character that now lives in us. And God always works something in us and He works His strength in us through Jesus Christ so that we can have this way of living, lifestyle as I called it, we can have this way of living by, uh, that is moved directed by that strength. In other words, like Paul would say, and I'll read it to you in a minute, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, we have a very well-known verse that I personally read a lot and meditate on a lot because it helps me since I'm in this earth and live in this body. I am vulnerable to the weaknesses that are common to the world as well as the weaknesses that are common to human flesh, human nature. And because I'm aware of that, I have to live in the consciousness that Christ's power rests on me. I have to live in that day and night because I can't afford to get to a place where I don't know that power. I'll give you an example. Oh, in the 90s, I would go to the far east of Russia to preach. And um, Blagovashensk, I think, was a place and some other places there. And I was traveling back. And in those days, they didn't have in Russia, um, and they maybe had some, but mostly it was the old airplanes that they had, very old. And, uh, and what was interesting is it, it would be like 45 Celsius below zero, so extremely cold. And the airplane was sitting there on the tarmac and you had to walk out to the airplane, everybody who was traveling on it, and yet stand there and wait for the pilot. And not until the pilot was inside where we were allowed to go in, but they made you stand there and wait for him. And the wind that came over that airfield was so piercingly cold. And one time I, I, I didn't have a hat on and I can now appreciate why they wear these woolen hats because my ears about came off my head, it was so cold. But anyway, we finally got on board and we flew to Krasnyask and then from Krasnyask with another plane to Moscow. And then I had a nine hour layover before I could fly to London. Those were. A long time ago, now they have the best airplanes, the 
best airports and everything is really wonderfully modernized within a short time within Russia. I, I, I love that country. I think it's a beautiful country. And um, I know every country has its issues, but, but the people I know, the children of God, they are amazing. Anyway, I was flying, I was there at the airport in Moscow. We're talking about the power of Christ rests on me. I was sitting there in the airport and I am not aware of any of the world. And there's thousands of people there walking back and forth to the different airplanes. And I'm sitting there waiting, drinking my $3 cup of tea. And I'm sitting there and suddenly like an elevator going down, I became aware of the world and all of the feelings and the noise and the human natures with all of that comes along with that. And I said, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord, in my spirit, I'm not of this world. I'm not of this world, Lord. I'm not of this world. And instantly, like the elevator went back up again and the Lord Jesus spoke to me and he said to me, I'm upholding you with my own righteousness. The strength by which you live free from the world does not come by any human ability. It comes by the power of Christ resting on us that we can live godly, holy lives among a crooked and perverse generation, as Peter would say, among whom we shine as bright lights. Oh my goodness, how that experience right there in the Moscow airport has stayed with me in a day-to-day, day-to-day life in the day today, I must live in the power of Christ. And this is what I want to talk to you about today because not many of us know this life that is given through Jesus Christ, that we live in a daily, that His Spirit so fills our body like Ephesians 3.19, that we become a body wholly filled and flooded with God Himself and have the richest measure of His divine presence because we've come to know the greatness of His love for us through Jesus Christ. Oh, I love those scriptures there in Ephesians 3. So here the Lord Jesus speaks to Paul and He says to Paul in verse 9, My grace of 2 Corinthians 12, My grace, my grace, my favor, my love towards you is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see where the title came from. I rather boast in my infirmities. I rather realize and I'm conscious I am weak and powerless. I can do nothing of myself. But the power of Christ rests upon me and that's what causes me to take wings like the eagle. Therefore, he says, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And wow, how we need to live in this reality. How important this message is for a new generation who don't all know this Christian generation and many Yeah, they like the goosebump, the excitement, but they don't know how to live in the day and night. And many of them become subject to weariness and weakness and discouragement and depression and heaviness and lowness and 
indulge themselves in passing pleasures of this life because they haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Oh, hallelujah. When you begin to taste that the Lord is good, it charges you with an appetite for more of that goodness to manifest itself in you. And here I'll read this same thing from the Amplified where he says, Jesus says, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, enabling you to bear the trouble manfully for my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and complete and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, pitched its tent and dwell upon me. So for the sake of Christ, I'm well pleased to take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, distresses. For when I'm weak in human strength, then I'm truly strong, able, powerful in divine strength. And so I pray today that the Holy Spirit would help you to begin to realize that the power of Christ must so rest upon us that it arms us, like Paul would say to the Ephesians church in chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, dear brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might that you live in this anointing, this revelation of the power of Christ. In Ephesians 1, the Apostle Paul says, I'm praying for you that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened so that you may know what is the power that he exerts, Christ exerts over all those who believe as it is the same power by which God raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand above all power and principality and rule and dominion, that now that power is manifest in the church. He says it there in Ephesians 1.23. Oh, my dear friends, God wants you to live in this power and He will not only supply it, but maintain it and maintain you in it. He maintains His power in you, but He maintains you in that power. In other words, you begin to feel the Holy Ghost tugging inside of you. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't, don't waste your power. Don't minimize who you are. By this vainglory, it's worthless, it's empty, it's falsehood, it will deflate you. And you turn away from what would deflate you. And you stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You stay strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Oh, come on. The Lord is here to not only give you the power, but to maintain His power in you and maintain you in that power by helping you to shun from within that which would deflate you and to embrace from within that which would who lift you up with him in the heavenly places where you're seated with him in that heavenly realm where you live in the throne life of his dominion manifesting that power in you constantly you know that power i experience in many different ways i, I could not preach on a Sunday, Wednesday, or these devotions, or any any time that I minister. I minister nowadays more, more than I ever do in the devotions, in the services, and recordings, and other things. But 
I couldn't do it if it wasn't for His power. Absolutely not. I couldn't do it. I cannot just give you mere words. I've got to give you a spirit of life that feeds you. Words educate you, but, uh, you know, information educates you. But the spirit of life that comes through the Word empowers you and enables you. That's why you can watch these, these, these devotions and feel fed by the Lord Himself because the Word that's living in you is awakened through the Spirit as we have this time together. Oh, I tell you, this is so wonderful, so wonderful. But it's so important that we learn to live in it daily. Amen, that we embrace the grace that comes through Jesus to have His power rests upon us daily. And it's a grace. It's not because you deserve it. And as I said a moment ago, I, I experienced that power, yeah, in the preaching, but also, for example, in times when, yeah, in ministry, let me say it this way, in ministry, it's kind of like a seesaw. It's too much, it's too much. Lord, why aren't you using me? I don't say that, but, but to express the, the feeling I'm trying to show you. Too busy, too, the demand's too great. Uh, oh, I have nothing to do, Lord. You know, and it's a seesaw. And to think you can keep that perfect, it's not going to work. So you need that grace sufficient for when you have nothing to stay stable, to live holy, to live right before God, or when you're extremely busy. You need it for both. Many men, when it gets too busy, then all of a sudden they click up and they falter. And other men, when they have nothing to do, they yield to the world and its, it's beguiling influences. And we need that power in when we have a lot to do or when we have nothing to do. He has to be, a, he is the one who keeps you stable in his sufficiency. Psalm 91 verse one, he keeps you stable, steady in His sufficiency, in every area of your life, every area, every area, every, finances, physical gratification, sex, relationships, emotions, mentally, in every area. He, His grace is sufficient to give you strength for every situation, as Paul would say here in verse 13 of Philippians 4, I have strength for all things in Christ, who empowers me, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Isn't that just absolutely wonderful? You know, Jesus said in John 15, verse 5, when He talks about, I'm the vine, you are the branches, He said, without me you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Everything comes to a devoiding, emptying, deflating, disparaging place when you don't abide in Him and His Word abides in you. Everything loses its flavor and loses its beauty and loses its, its interest. You know, I, I read this scripture here in Isaiah 40 and it says, All flesh is as frail as grass, and all that makes it attractive, its kindness, its goodwill, its mercy from God, its glory, its comeliness, however good, is transistory. It's like the flower of the field that fades. Anything 
that comes out of Christ begins to wither away. Unless you abide in me, you will wither away, the Lord said there in John 15. This is the real secret of the power of Christ that he revives, renews, refreshes. He takes us out of winter back into spring, into the summer of fullness within of his life. Let me close with you something that Jesus used a long time ago to teach me about this, what I'm talking to you about. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Here we have a king called Jehoshaphat of Judah, and he's being attacked by the people of Mount Seir, which are the children of Esau, Moab, and Ammon, the children of Lot. Those three nations had something within them. It was quite a bitter root that attracted them to each other, by which they always were motivated to somehow come up against Israel. And, and, and that was a, a terrible grief to the Lord. And the history of it is quite interesting in Esau, how he hated his brother, and in Lot, how he went his own way for the pleasure and prosperity of this life and stay, instead of stay with Uncle Abraham for the good will and promise of God. And, and you could see the roots that they produced, the fruits that had a attraction against always, an attraction to come against those who live in the spirit and the power of God's promise. And Jehoshaphat was being attacked by them and it was a large gathering coming against them and Jehoshaphat feared. And I love this, that when he felt the fear of the reality of the challenge, he set himself to seek the Lord, the scripture says, and gathered anybody who would come to pray and seek the Lord. And they all were there before the Lord saying, Lord, you gave us this land. You permitted the children of Esau and Lot to remain in the land and to share in the inheritance you've given us. But now they've come to dispossess us. Father, what do you want to do about it? This is your challenge. Our challenge is your challenge. And then the Lord comes by his spirit upon a man called Jehaziel, who speaks by the Spirit and thus says the Lord. This is 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle, but position yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Oh, and Jehoshaphat bowed himself before the Lord, and they worshipped. And it says then in verse 22, Now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the victory came. So let's today see the power of Christ rests upon you and turn the battle. Come on, what a battle are you in? What answers do you need? Let's see the Lord turn the battle into his hands where you have not been able to overcome, where you've not been able to see the victory through, where you've not been able to get the healing or to get the freedom from whatever oppressed you, tormented you, afflicted you, whatever is against you. You've not been able to break through 
Come on, let the power of Christ come upon you and turn the battle into his hands and say, Lord, this battle is yours. You are my strength. You are my song and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? You are the strength of my life. Oh, and you feel this power coming upon you right now while I'm talking and turning the battle into the hands of the Lord and seeing him fight the victory for you. Oh, I tell you the truth. It's here and happening right now. Amen. Have a good day.